0: Welcome into episode 57 of the Pegasus podcast presented by Night Sports Now. I am Bailey Adams and I'm joined as always by Christian Simmons. You can find us on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22, at by C.A. Simmons, and go ahead and throw us a follow at Night Sports Now while you're there. Before we dive into things today, I just want to say to those of you who are rejoining us this week after seeing basketball in the title last week and just (laughs) deciding to just say I'll take a week off, I'm disappointed in you and it's going to take a while for me to get over it.
1: I'm, I'm very upset. It, was, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Like, I knew the audience was going to drop off, but it was about well, it was about is, yeah, two-thirds we, <laughs> our normal audience size. So a third of you were just putting your foot down. that <laughs> You're not here for anything but football.
0: We knew it was coming, but it still disappointed me anyway. Like, there are other sports other than UCF football, and it's going to be very, very difficult to just drain UCF football content out of nothing over the next eight months. Like, there will be things here and there it will be nice. Like, we'll have some, some stretches, like spring ball coming around, all that kind of stuff, the transfer portal.
1: We're already – Digging into that today, but yeah, tune yeah. in next week when we spend 45 minutes breaking down the Kent State game for 2023. <laughs> All the information we'll have on we probably, by, the by then, crash. there
0: will probably be enough, enough complaining on Twitter for us to just be like, All right,
1: can you guys? It hasn't been that? that bad so far. We're recording okay. this like maybe an hour after that news broke, so it's not okay. like Which I again, we can talk about them in the news, but like, I i mean, what I'm sorry, that CFB Knights guy just replied to me and said, Isn't Kent State and FCS school?" No. FCS, uh, Kent State is a Mac school, guys. They were a former conference mate of UCF. But anyway, they're playing. Um, so I, Again, I'm out at that. I just checked Twitter throughout this podcast. Yeah. Um, y- you know, like they're playing in 2023. It's the first year in the Big 12. They're going to play at minimum nine Power 5 teams. Their non-conference game is Boise State, which is basically just another Power 5 team. I'm fine with them playing Kent State. I, I actually think it's really funny that in less than 20 years, UCF went from in the Mac to paying a Mac team a million dollars to get beat up on out of the bounce house. Like, what a trajectory.
0: Hey look at us it's uh yeah it'll be interesting I'm I'm really like like you said I'm okay with that considering what that year is going to bring for UCF football in terms of conference play and nice little adjustment period so yeah we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk more about that we might not even really need to hit anymore we UCS playing Kent State in 2023 um, that's one of those things that, know
1: that they're not an FCS school how do you not how do you <laughs> not do people not like watch college football
0: that's one of those things like th- this news is one of those things that came up like 45 minutes after I sent Christian like the final outline of what we're going to talk about today and so honestly like now that we've talked about it I'm glad because there's a good chance I would have forgotten it because I didn't add it to the outline so
1: glad I have to, to say ready. one more thing know. about that tweet I just got now now I'm gonna have commented on that tweet three times in 30 seconds but <laughs> isn't that like the most UCF is in the power five thing ever like we've been officially in the power five for three months and now we'd like think MAC teams are the same thing as FCS like that's that is the most on brand my the
0: only thing I will say is possibly the thought was that they're like, they were thinking of Kennesaw state I don't know that's, that's fair that's where that's my fair. brain first went when you said like when I saw it, I was like wait Kent, no Kennesaw Kent yeah but I don't know it's possible that I just gave them an excuse that
1: we'll we'll, we'll let them roll with that we'll stick with yeah. that they they meant yeah. Kennesaw state Kennesaw state whose program <laughs> is like five years isn't that where uh Bryson Armstrong where, came from
0: yeah Bryson Armstrong from that's what because my first thought was like oh playing Bryson's old team I was like
1: wait nope not at all <laughs> Would that even be notable? So, He's not even on the team anymore.
0: No, I really <laughs> wouldn't. It was just That was my first thought. I'm just telling you, being honest. Well, I made a
1: joke and we're like 10 minutes in and we're still on Kent State. This actually, we're off to a solid start.
0: Yeah. This is anyway, a, it's entirely on me. I mean, I an brought, off-season I keep, podcast, you know. if I've ever heard one. Um, speaking of off-season podcasts, what, this is actually a fun idea. I'm, I'm very happy that you came up with this. Christian came to me a couple of weeks ago and said, um, there came to me with this idea where, so similar to how we if you guys have listened to the podcast from I don't know how many weeks ago that was around signing day, we both picked, was it three? We both picked three players from the signing class of who was going to have like the most impactful UCF careers. And we'll find out whose group is better in three or four years. We'll see. And I believe we settled on a steak dinner for that. The, the loser owes. The yeah, we did. Dinner. And
1: you were, but we apparently steak dinner to you means like longhorn. So I don't really know. That's we'll not what yeah, at all. Three years. What,
0: okay. We might not be friends in three years um how amazing we still are now <laughs> so um people are just gonna think that we hate each other off of that comment but like it's just a running joke between us that like we were supposed to not be friends after so we yeah we were graduated. roommates in
1: college and i don't even know how that joke started but for like the last few years of college we kept talking about like yeah we graduate, like that's it we're not friends anymore and then yeah. like the first time it, it was like maybe a month after we graduated i texted you if you want to get food or something and you were like we're we're not friends like what do you mean what do you mean yeah,
0: i was like what did you go back on our deal? Um, and now we have a podcast and we talk every single day. So crazy. But anyway, Lovely. anyway, this, this idea that you came <laughs> up with this, it's along the same vein as that one, but we're talking about the transfer class here and out of the pool of transfers that UCF has added so far um, there's, well, there's nine. So we're going to, I guess we're going to have a Mr. Irrelevant. I was thinking about this earlier. We probably should have like a supplemental draft
1: because they might add more. And yeah, I I think they're done for the time being, to be honest with you yeah, for the time. I I mean, after spring, there might be but like, I mean, Gus had said they wanted to bring in seven to 10 and they're at nine.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering is if like, down the line, if we get before you you want to say, hey, we'll just add this person to my team, this person to your team and go on or we're just going to stick with the four that we've got. I think we'll play that. it by
1: ear. I mean, I, we'll see anyway. if like any more like Auburn players decide that they don't want to be there. I, I'm right. actually curious what the portal is going to look like for UCF when they can't just steal Auburn players. Because that has been like a large part of things these first two years. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah we're going to draft anyway. some players. I, yeah, like,
0: it's going to be interesting. And th- so we should say that the we've settled on a Chick-fil-A meal for this one, right?
1: Yep. Whoever Whoever's transfer draft class has performed the best this season is owed a Chick-fil-A meal by the other uh, host of yeah. this podcast. This one, be, this by is the way, invested the, in this one. The one we, we don't pick, <laughs> the the ninth player, the one who doesn't get selected, all of you should put money on him to be the best transfer for UC. Oh, yeah, that's just absolutely. How
0: it's- I said Jordan Johnson was going to be the breakout player of the year last year. So that's what I think. That's how I judge transfers. Um, so that's, that's great. That's such but a yeah. sign
1: of how, what of a, what a mess this might be. Like we oh, everyone was poor. convinced Jordan Johnson was like former five-star, like going to come in and be a top two receiver and literally never saw the field, like showed up. I think he played in two games. Never. I don't even think he had a target. Like, or I think he had I think, one. I think he had one.
0: I think what happened with that is almost like that's kind of informed my strategy for this transfer draft as to just not have a strategy I kind of have like a rough ranking of these nine players but I don't really have a rhyme or reason to it I'm just kind of going to wing it and it's probably just it's just as likely that I'll do well doing this than I would if I would have put like an hour and a half or three hours of research into it
1: I spent like an hour on research, so okay. that means that you're going to be me. Like I'm going to owe you Chick-fil-A because <laughs> my research just. By the way, I'm like research. I was just going through two four seven, and it's just like I don't know what to do. Should I flip yeah. the ceremonial coin? Yeah, is it is it, it the research. one that went to space? No, I don't know where it went. I lost you your space it. coin. I, we talked. Lo- we talked about this the last time we did this for the the recruiting class. I can, and I don't know where that freaking coin went. I wonder if someone broke into my house and took it. <laughs> I don't know where took. it went. That's the one thing. The most. It's the one thing you can't replace, man. All right. I'm gonna flip it. All right. Heads. Tails. all oh, right I forgot to make someone call. Yeah. It. Did you call heads or tails? Tails. Tails never fails. it was for right now. It was heads. Okay, I knew it. <laughs> all right. I get the first pick. I didn't want the first pick actually, but whatever. I okay. kind
0: of uh, whatever. I don't know. All
1: Go right. for it. Okay. Ugh, I really didn't think I was gonna have the first pick. Uh. Which I don't know why I was so convinced about it. The coins it was, have, literally the coins point have for forgiven you. <laughs> um, wow, we've referenced John Mulaney. And, is that Friends? Is that Yeah. A friend? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Terrence Lewis, and I feel <sighs> bad about it. Why do you feel bad about it? That was my number one pick. Because <laughs> I feel like he could be like Jordan Johnson 2.0. It's like the same thing, right? It's like former five-star going to come in and tear it up, and, and then he just won't play. But I, the thing with Terrence Lewis is like, it's so different because Jordan Johnson, we talked about this on a past podcast, was not like a consensus five-star. He was a four-star on every site except rivals. Terrence Lewis is, I looked it up, he's the 226th highest rated prospect ever. Ever. That's notable. <laughs> he's a top 300 prospect for all of recruiting history. And in his class, he was a top 25 player. He's number 21. He was the number one linebacker. He was in high school. I'm going off as 247 Skyrimport. They talked about he was just athletic as hell. And he should be just flying all over the field, making plays in a billion different ways. Like if he is the player that he was in high school, which he's just a year removed, then he should come into UCF and automatically be like a top three player on the defense, like be an instant game changer. And in a couple of years, be the best player on the defense in a draft pick. But he tore his ACL. He played on it, apparently, which I was reading about because he didn't realize he tore it. And because that injury, he didn't play his freshman year. So now I'm just kind of like, I know that it's 2022 and ACL tears aren't like, career altering things like they once were but it's still just enough of a question mark that i'm like am i screwing myself with this pick
0: i'm gonna make you feel maybe a little bit better maybe i probably won't but i was gonna pick him first overall myself if i would have had the first pick um fully ignoring the whole like oh my my idea of like oh jordan johnson five star i was gonna immediately turn around and be like the five star is my first pick obviously (laughs) um but yeah, like the, on the ACL thing, it's like he tore it like last spring, right? So by the time they get to spring ball, it will have been like a full 12 months.
1: Yeah, he should he be ready to go. It. By spring ball, he should be healthy. Like should be yeah, ready like
0: fully healthy. Like it's not like, oh, he's gonna like, I feel like he's probably good to go like right now. And by the start it's of the season, that.
1: it should be just so in the past. Does doesn't Yeah. Matter, you would think.
0: Yeah. And for that being such a position of need where like it's it seems like he could step right in and be a big contributor. And obviously, we've talked we talked about this when we started. It's about this year. It's about twenty twenty two. So yeah, I mean, I think even though like he's a young guy and he's probably out of this group, I think he might have been my number one pick if we were doing this as like our overall UCF impact because I think he's got a lot of potential to really be. You mean a for main, like a mainstay, the whole
1: roster or newcomers?
0: No newcomers. Um, On okay. the transfers, like if I was going to say like, <laughs> like of the transfers, who was going to have like the best UCF career overall? I was like, sir, was this is still a Mikey because...
1: Keen podcast. Like, let's not get ridiculous.
0: <laughs> no, no. no. But yeah, no, so I, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you picking the number one overall. Um, it, it allows me to pick my number two overall guy first, which is going to
1: be Kobe Hudson. Damn it. <sighs> okay. I thought I was going to.
0: on the same wavelength so far.
1: No, I thought when I got the first pick, I was like, this will be great because I'll take Terrence Lewis and then he'll take JRP and then I can get Kobe Hudson. And I'm set. Yeah, Damn that's
0: me. not how it's working right,
1: out. Um, Kobe
0: Hudson. And I don't want to be like that guy that's like, oh, he was on a power five team last year and he led them in receiving but he was auburn's leading receiver last year and if this was as i think a sophomore um and he caught 44 passes for 580 yards and four touchdowns and he comes into a ucf receiving room that's losing brandon johnson and jalen robinson's back right eh? I, filed, um, I the <laughs> window's closed jalen robinson yeah. is back
1: yeah so Who jalen robinson thought?
0: will be back certainly um, not jalen we'll see we'll see what he's like if he's 2020 jalen robinson again or if he's 29th or 2021 Jaylen you gotta robinson. you gotta
1: give him a pass 2021 i mean he was hurt most of the yeah year. he
0: was hurt but i just think like also when he wasn't hurt which was not very long right not very, very he didn't really do much right I well mean, he
1: did he did before the injury Against Boise and Louisville. He had two really solid games. It was, sure I, th- he did, yeah. I think it's just hard when you come back in with like three games to go and it's a different quarterback than when you got hurt to sort of That's just fair. jump back in. Plus, he, he had an impact. I mean, his first game back, I mean, Ryan O'Keefe got a touchdown against SMU early because they doubled Jalen. So, I mean, he, yeah. You know, he had an impact. Just it wasn't, you know, he didn't step in and was immediately like Gabe Davis or you know, yeah. Jay that level. Well, it's
0: interesting too, because so there's so Jalen's back and of course Ryan O'Keefe's back, but Brandon Johnson being gone kind of opens up that spot. And I or think Quan Lee. But yeah, there's also Quan Lee. But I think Kobe Hudson, this is gonna be interesting because you have Quan Lee and you're like recruit draft
1: i do this is gonna be like a. oh man <laughs> i don't expect year. it but man if Quan lee just pops off and grabs that third spot geez yeah um but anyway hudson i think is a he seems to be
0: from what i've seen a different type of receiver than jalen is i mean obviously he's sitting he's around six one um so he's got the height he's he's got that different like different kind of thing about him because jalen jalen i just I, yeah thinking about back to like what we saw of jalen fully healthy he's he does a lot and does a lot and so I think the UCS offense could be so good this year if everything comes together the way it should but O'Keefe obviously has the speed they use him on these end rounds they use him in different ways but I think when you're talking like pure receiver Kobe Hudson could be that guy that you're going to in the red zone you're going to if they're going to stretch the field so yeah and I think I don't know. I'm trying, like, I'm talking myself in circles here. I'm trying to just justify
1: it because I really don't know. Well, there's nothing. I, don't there, know I, mean, anything. I, I honestly, I almost we don't know anything. Hudson number one, because of all nine transfers, I think he is the surest bet to contribute. Like all the others, yeah. there's some form of question mark. I mean, he, like I say, you don't want to keep harping on but he led an sec team in receiving yards. That doesn't matter. he had five catches for 50 yards against Georgia, which was like the best defense in the last decade of college football. He had a touchdown against Alabama. He's played against the best and excelled. So at minimum, like, I think his floor is, like, third-best receiver. Right. So, I, I just – I think that he's – he was a good pick because I think he's a surefire. Like, he will contribute. We'll see how much he contributes or how much of a difference he makes. I'm not expecting him to step in and be, like, the next great UCF receiver or anything like that. But I just – you know, we talked about so much. They just they, That was so many – much of the problems this year is it just felt like most of the season they didn't have three real options at receiver. And that it's, just hurt that. It's a so lot much. to
0: ask. It's a lot to ask of him, but if he can step in and play that Brandon Johnson role, because like Brandon Johnson, I don't remember what his yardage was. It wasn't like anything crazy, but he had like I mean, he had 11 or 12 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and if he can be that guy, if he can score seven or eight touchdowns this year, I feel pretty good about that.
1: Just be another option. I mean, how many yeah. how many games was it like UCF puts up like 20 points and it's like, well, what are you supposed to do? You have Ryan O'Keefe and you have Brandon Johnson. Alec now Alec Holler came in clutch a few times, but yeah. it's like, it, it, you know, it's like, we're not like, oh yeah, let's get it. Nate Craig Myers is out there. Like defense is really gonna have to account for him. Like, I mean, Titus just wasn't ready and now we'll never be. And it's just like, not like, at UCF anyway. Well, not at UCF. No, he's gonna be very, just not at UCF. I'm sure he'll be very good at UCLA. So yeah. I, I like, there's, I, like I said, I'm trying not to get too hyped for next year, but we've talked about like everything I was worried about, they addressed. I was really worried about the O-line and they addressed it. Uh, Tatum left. They addressed it. Uh, they needed the receiver. They addressed it. Quarterback situation to some was in flux, and they addressed it. So, but all right. Speaking of that, should I make my next pick? I think you should. I, otherwise, I don't really know what we'll do. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> sit in silence until the podcast is over. I don't know what to do for this pick.
0: I'm I'm interested because I don't know what I'm doing with That's my good. next pick, and it will very much be informed by this. Obviously. I might go way out of the box here. So might. I- so might I, I might also,
1: how far are we going? This is going to look so stupid when none of us pick John Rice Plumlee for like five picks. and Then he like rushes for a thousand yards and oh, leads to yeah, to like, I'm not saying, so let me like explain why I'm hesitating on JRP. It has nothing to do with how JRP is. It's just, if he doesn't win the quarterback battle, I just wasted a pick. No, like, absolutely. that's it. You
0: know? Yeah. I feel the same exact way. Oh, oh, I'm just going to do it. I'll take John Rice Plumlee. Okay. That actually. She makes it so much more simple for me. I'm not going to feel bad because it's not, it's not like, oh, I didn't pass on him. Like, I feel like taking Kobe Hudson over him is fine. I like if I would have taken this next person over him or anyone else over him, I might have regretted it. So I feel I'll feel OK about this. I don't feel but, good.
1: I just took him. I don't even feel good about it. I don't even want him to win the job. I don't like you with the job, which, <laughs> which like I don't know. I just don't even know what I'm rooting for anymore, which I, I'm i fully recognized that JRP is almost certainly going to win the job. Well, I don't know if it's almost certainly. I think I don't he's the not um, it seems right. like, I know he said this on a past podcast, but like, it does seem like the fan base has just like settled in on like, yeah, JRP, he's the guy next year. And it's like, I don't think it's that, like that straightforward. I will probably right. end up being him. I don't think there's any guarantee it's him at the end of the season. Um, so we'll see, but anyway, yeah, I'll take JRP. It, this is a great, like, I'm looking at this now, like if things actually go the way they're supposed to, I have Terrence Lewis and JRP on set. I should win this. No problem. But there's also a yeah. the chance that Terrence Lewis is injury dramatically changes upside and JRP is second string quarterback and i'm just i have nothing so
0: i don't know what to do (laughs) now we're kind of in the weeds now we're kind of in the weeds. we really really are because i have like so my third my number three guy on here jrp was my number four my number three guy
1: on here is still available but i don't know if i want to take him oh i'm curious who he is now there is a Um, guy that i uh, transfer on here that i had no idea where to slot like no idea. I felt like that for most of them. But I'm, there was this one in particular where I'm just like, I don't know. I have no idea what to make of this one. So I'm curious if and when you'll take them.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to take... I'm just going to double up on Kobe's here and take Kobe Perry.
1: Okay. Why? Fine. Why do you say it like that? I just, whatever. Doesn't matter. Where are you going to take him next? It doesn't matter, does it? it really just doesn't matter. I don't I know. just want to know.
0: Take... But I can't tell if you're disappointed because you wanted him or if you're disappointed because you're like... I don't know. You're disappointed in me. I don't know. No,
1: Honestly. I thought it would be like a great redemption story for me after like trashing oh. <laughs> Bryson Armstrong because there's no way an FCS player will matter to then like take the FCS player and ride him to the win. But yeah, I don't know. I, he, that was probably a good pick. I feel like I, he's going to, I mean, think, he's going to start, right? Right. I, would think. I think.
0: That's the thing is, we don't know with any of these things, but I feel like he could step in. He's going to start. He was, you know, we, we talked last year about the, the transition from FCS to FBS. It ended up working out for Bryson once he actually played the position that he was supposed to play. Um, and he comes in, he was the OVC defensive player of the year last year, 85 tackles, eight tackles for loss, two interceptions and a sack. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, seems like a guy that can contribute, right? I mean, obviously can contribute right away, but be somebody that can come up with big plays when UCF needs them. Cause remember, like, I think we talked about it a little bit during the season and as the season went on, obviously the secondary got a lot better, but we were kind of like, who is not saying he's going to be like the captain or the defense, like the leader of the defense it was like, we were like, who is UCF's like defensive leader um, other than Tatum Bethune, I guess it ended up being, but it was like a guy was like, we had Richie Grant before this and like, who could be the next guy to step into that kind of role.
1: And hopefully Kobe Perry can. I
0: mean, well,
1: according to the spring game release, it's going to be Devonte Brown. So <laughs> I mean, sorry. To that was break. so
0: weird. That was so strange. I, I just, so you know,
1: we talk about the UCF, we're going to talk about the news, but UCF announced the spring game date and you you sent me the quote. I'm just going to read it. It was the release of the UCF football team is set to bring in a wealth of new talent in addition to a number of top returners like wide receiver Ryan O'Keefe, running back Isaiah Bowser and cornerback Devontae Brown. And no disrespect to Devontae Brown, but like wh- why was he the third player there? <laughs> like I, I'm so confused. Like I genuinely like, just want to know what the thought
0: process was. Like we need a defender. Let's, uh, let's look at it alphabetically.
1: There were other Devante options. Brown. There, were, there were plenty of other options on the defensive side of the yeah. ball coming back before I would have settled on Devontae Brown. I, I read or, it this morning as I was
0: like putting the, the outline together and just, I was like, oh, I never even read the, the release that they put out about the spring game. Um, and so I read it and I was like, huh. This is, I was like, it stuck out to me. And so I sent it to you. Did I send, Did I even send it with any context? I think I sent you just sent you. the
1: quote. You just sent the quote.
0: Yeah. So I was waiting to see if you like had the same response that I did and you kind of did. So, yeah, it was strange. yeah Kobe Perry Um, so so far I've got Kobe Hudson and Kobe Perry
1: I've got Terrence Lewis and JRP and now is where I'm at uh, crossroads and the reason I'm at a crossroads is like how do I like so without telling you don't say it without telling you who I'm gonna pick
0: I know who you're gonna pick
1: how do I quantify like an O-lineman
0: I don't pick (laughs)
1: like how do we quantify that is it just like he didn't screw up like you know you know what I mean
0: that's the thing is like when we do this at the end of the year I didn't really wasn't really sure if like how we were going to judge who had the, I, I'm hoping that it's just clear enough where it's like, okay, yeah, it's easy. Um, but if it gets to the point where we can't be objective about it, then I guess <laughs> we're going to have to like bring in a third party. I don't know.
1: I think that'll um, be, that's what we're going to do is we'll just pick, if like, it's tough, we'll just pick a third party and send them the two. Li- well, now I don't want to pick because I feel like I'd have to pick someone who understands football. Cause like, I feel that's
0: like the thing it, I So this is what I wanted to say, because I know who you're going to pick and it's going to break my heart. Um, <laughs> but I came into this thinking, how do you quantify something like that? You have to be – you can't just – obviously can't just take raw numbers because his offensive linemen don't put up numbers. But, like, if this is a guy that starts, if this is a guy that, you know, plays every game, doesn't have, like, really a lot of considerable screw-ups, I guess, and if he's just, like, a solid member of the offensive line where, like, you're not – you're, like, he steps in and he's, like – mr steady and is like not really i guess we could go on like
1: like uh, like sacks allowed like i don't know i don't know what to yeah i mean you i just feel like we'll know you know like it's like you'll you know it's like if he's been a problem we will have known but
0: right all honestly i want to say this about ucf's offensive line over the last few years like i know there's been some years like collectively maybe they weren't like the greatest but i can't think of really think of a guy that's like been a problem lokahi was he really like a problem though? He's just had like, some
1: stupid penalties. Oh yeah, some stupid <laughs> penalties. So like me. I can't like
0: I can't think of like a lot of. They
1: haven't like, had oh, like a got, glaring he got, player. Like, that the only
0: thing I can think dominated. of was like the, the start to Matt Lee's career. But Matt Lee since then has been amazing. So we talk a lot about the start. The he thing. had one bad game. I thought he had. He two had a, he, I
1: thought he had two where he had a lot of like penalties just after penalties. He had one bad game and a shaky game, and the rest of the season he was literally yeah. fine. I, I
0: it was it was ECU and then Tulsa,
1: right? Which, yeah. And should we be a little worried about Matt Lee this year? Just because, I mean, he basically just couldn't play full games in 2021. And I don't know if that was a nagging injury that's going to, oh. I mean, that was multiple times. They just kind of were like, all right, that's it. he's had enough today. And they were able to slot Cole over, Cole Schneider. over. Yeah. I don't know if it was the same injury or not. Do we know? Yeah. I don't, well, I honestly, from the art, cause it, I, uh, it was kind of framed like just from watching games, like, Oh wow. He keeps getting hurt. But like the R time docs kind of showed that they just kind of were like, he would just get banged up and they were like, you know, so I don't know, but that's what I'm saying is we don't know if it was like a specific nagging injury that was leading to that, or if he just can't really handle a full game. So that may be something to keep an eye on, but anyway, okay, go ahead and take who I think you're going to take. I'm going to take Ryan Swoboda. Don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name. Right. But welcome to my team, Ryan. Um, I'm upset. I've said it a billion times. I was so stressed about um, the O-line going into the season. And, you know, and I, you know, it's funny. I said that, I said this uh, yesterday when I was watching uh, your Tampa Bay Bucks lose, I was like, man, I am so happy UCF addressed their line issues. <laughs> Cause my goodness, it is so infuriating when you have a team that does not have a good line. And I, I like, I mean, you couldn't have done better than him in the transfer portal. I mean, he was a two-year starter at the, at, at Virginia he was. He talked about in his interview with Brandon Helwick How he he straight up told the UCF coaching staff, which of course they couldn't help this, but he was like, "If I'd been offered by UCF out of high school, you wouldn't have had to get me to the portal. I'd have been here." Yeah. And there was a lot of Power Five I think I think Mississippi State and Penn State were interested. I've checked the list. He had some other P five visits that were lined up before he committed. He's a guy that he's just going to step in and immediately just fill that need, you know, and that and that's that to me is is critical enough for like like we don't. I feel like sometimes we under underrate. Underrate? underrated underrated yeah, I know underrated is underrated word undervalue yeah undervalue. undervalue we undervalue guys who can just step in and fill a need like I feel like it's like we go so boomer bust in what we talk about like guys who either explode to be superstars or guys who do nothing it's like just having a player that you know right now you had a need and they're going to step in and fill it and that's that that's valuable especially at such a key yeah. position so I, I that was like an that was one of my like i know we're drafting but like i would put that transfer above like any of them except like terrence lewis if that works out and maybe jrp
0: yeah no i i agree with you everything you just said because that was the player that i had ranked third and i was like i don't know if i (laughs) want to draft him and i was like i don't know if christian might not take an offensive lineman um and so i took a risk that he would be available with this pick but he's not so i already know who the ninth player is going to be i think i do too
1: yeah we'll see we'll we'll we'll, we'll, uh... i
0: know know it's gonna be and i feel bad like it's not like we're not like trying to make a statement or anything about this player it's just there's there's nine transfers we have to pick four each and someone's gonna get left out and it, i also
1: don't sucks. think this player is gonna be really like oh man the pegasus podcast oh, of course not me i'm devastated <laughs> like it's like actually whatever. if
0: that happens and then they have a really good year then we'll take credit for it we'll buy
1: them <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. unless that's like a violation is that, of yeah, some is that violation uh, not nil <laughs> yeah let's just give them an nil deal i don't think that's the way nil works is that like no, yeah not. fans <laughs> can just give money to players that's <laughs>
0: We've got to figure out something NIL related to, like, for this podcast. I feel like it'll be great.
1: Well, yeah, we could pay it. (laughs) um, Did I ever say on the podcast that really awful uh, joke (laughs) I I made about NIL?
0: I don't think you did.
1: This is horrible, and I said it as a complete joke, but I said when NIL started, I wanted to pay Daniel Lombarski to open our podcast with, I may miss field goals, but I never miss an episode of the Pegasus (laughs) podcast. That's like that's one really of my favorite
0: things that. you've ever said. And <laughs> I do feel yeah, I feel bad about it, but like it's also just it's funny. It's subjectively funny.
1: It is it is it is uh yeah. Well,
0: I you and know I like to think that if, if he I like to think that if he had a sense of humor, he would he would agree it's also funny. Um it the jokes hopefully won't work with Colton Boomer. So hopefully not.
1: Hopefully
0: but yeah, not. I you're up next, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I am right. up next. And I guess I'll just take the next player on my list, even though I, I feel like We've definitely gotten to the weeds now, where it's just kind of like a crapshoot from here. Um, and you said you're not sure if you're saying Ryan Spavota's name right. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but I'm going to take. Know uh,
1: who you're taking then?
0: <laughs> Kimor Gamble. I think it's Kimor. Kimor. Okay, yeah. that's what I. Those one of the other pronunciations I was going to use. Yeah. Um. I feel good about him in terms of like just the kind of player he is. It's just I don't know what his usage is going to be like. Like well, I don't know. You look at the
1: tight end room and you got Alec Holler who like, I think he just jumped Alec like Holler, but I, I yeah. wouldn't count him out. There was a lot right. of talk that Joey Gatewood was going to convert to tight end if that's still the case. I wouldn't. I don't know. That's a tough room all of a sudden. So yeah, I'm assuming that but like, he's one of the ones where SEC starter doesn't really work for me so much like he was the SEC starter for a really, really bad Florida team. Yeah, so I, you know, I, also, just great. He was, you can't beat him, join him vibes. Those jokes are right on Twitter. Good job He guys. was
0: also in like kind of an impossible situation because he was following up Kyle Pitts, who was yeah. like the best tight end like in like all time history. <laughs> um, but yeah, he comes in as a super senior. He's, I mean, he's, like, he's massive. He's 6'4, 216. Last year, he had 31 catches for 414 yards and four touchdowns on a Florida offense that didn't throw the ball very well. It just, it comes for me, it comes down to, yeah, one, I guess like he has to beat out Alec Holler, but two, how much is UCF going to throw to the tight end?
1: Well, that's what. Because how much of the field is he
0: going to see? We don't, that's we why, still don't
1: totally know. I probably need to go look, look back at some Auburn stuff. Like, how much does Gus use tight ends when right. he has the offense he wants? You know, because last year it was kind of like last year wasn't a legitimate Miles on offense because A, Dylan Gabriel couldn't run it. And then B, they had to change everything up when Mikey came in. So we like, we, we didn't get a lot of reads last year on like how he would actually prefer to use different positions. Mm-hmm. So I, he's a bit of a question mark there. I, you
0: know. yeah. Yeah, and I feel like the rest of, I mean, I guess the, I would think the last, the rest of this list is kind of question marks, and he's the one I feel, I guess, the best about. I don't know. It's tough.
1: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll take my next pick, which now it's easy. Which is um, your final pick, right? Yeah, your my final, final pick. pick. My final pick. I'm completing my team with Lee Hunter. Yeah. UCF's most recent. Tra- I think our lists were, like, the same. Like <laughs> We pretty much just, like, went down. I have no idea. Like, this was the one where I said to you, like, I had no idea where to put this guy. Like, I have no idea what to expect. He was a pretty highly rated recruit. He was a, four, he was a highly rated four-star. He's a top 100 player nationally. He was just, I mean, he just, I, this was his freshman season at Auburn. And clearly it just didn't work out. And he came here, but he never saw the field. And usually yeah. when you're signing a top 100 player, the expectations are going to see the field pretty quickly. And the fact that not only what did he like play sparingly, he never saw the, field. he's a B lineman, by the way, if I didn't say that. That's weird to me. So I, I don't know. Maybe they were, I I, can't even say they were redshirting you because he still could have appeared in four games. So I don't know what to make of him really highly rated recruit who we have no idea what kind of college player is. So I'll take a, I'll take a flyer.
0: Yeah. I figured you would take him um, there because I think of, of the remaining three, he's the guy that I think has the most, the highest chance to make an impact right away. I think, trying to think who's left on the defensive line. They've got I mean they've got a good defensive line, but obviously you're losing Kalia Davis. So if he can slot in where Kalia Davis was, you know, he's gonna get a chance to produce and Big Cat. Yeah, losing Big Cat. But I think because Big Cat was an uh, an edge rusher. Lee Hunter's listed as a defensive tackle. So I feel like it depends on what they run, I guess, but I feel like he'd be more of an interior kind of guy. Yep. Um so yeah, no, I, and obviously that would have been the pick for me if I was I, in your I like I right like where you're just
1: talking about how I did research. I didn't even bother to look up like what type of D-lineman he was. <laughs> Like you said, I'm like, oh, okay, good yeah. to know. <laughs> I'm yeah, just like 4 lemon sure. Um, yeah, and this puts me in a tough position.
0: Uh, there's two players left. It doesn't really, like though.
1: I, does it really put you in a tough position?
0: I don't know. I'm curious uh, curious to know your thoughts now because I'm, like, kind of torn on it. I feel like – Well, now I don't want to give my thoughts. I have a, Well, yeah. yeah, I'm going to get your thoughts afterwards. But, um, hmm, I'm going to go with KD McDaniel. Yep, that's what I thought you were going to do. Okay. Um, I I toyed around with the idea I mean I had Tylan Grable like listed ninth on here and figured that he would probably be the guy that was left off obviously nothing against him Um, but if I was going to take an O-line then it was going to be Swoboda but then once you took Swoboda I was like "Hmm, if it comes down to McDaniel or Grable maybe I just take Grable and we'll see how it goes but I don't know I just feel like McDaniel didn't play a lot at Kentucky and hasn't really gotten a chance to like really show what he can do, but I think he's going to have a chance in this defense to come in and, and do a good job right away, of course, which is we're focusing on this season. So that's what I need him to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he has an opportunity to come in and win, win a job and obviously thinks he can do so if he's white he transferred here as a red shirt junior, but looking at, at last year, um, he had 13 tackles, three quarterback hurries and nine games, six two two fifty former three star, um, did I say he came from Kentucky? I think I did. Yeah, he did. Um,
1: but yeah, that, that'll be my fourth player um, to wrap things up. He was definitely a needed addition, like just for depth purposes, if nothing else. And I feel like he did get a little overshadowed because I think Terrence Lewis committed was... like right around the same time. I think it was
0: either the same day or within the same two days. Like it was very close. Period. And
1: it was just like, that was I it, think but... it was the
0: same day. I actually do think it was the same day. I think Terrence Lewis came first and then like we were like, oh, that's huge. And then like an hour or two later, like, oh, another linebacker. And we were kind of like, oh, cool. It was like, sweet.
1: um nice congrats yeah i I i'm wondering if that's
0: kind of affected my perception but i was
1: about to say like if i had to pick one of these nine guys who like will just unexpectedly be very good like like based on what's expected of them i would say katie mcdaniel because i feel like most of the fan base has already kind of forgotten he came in and he could totally play a lot next year i mean there's no i mean he totally could so yeah but yeah yeah No, that
0: that wraps it up and you want to run through our our teams, our, our teams, like are calling our teams.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right. Uh, my uh, my team was Terrence Lewis, John Rice Plumley, Ryan Swoboda, and Lee Hunter.
0: Uh, my team was Kobe Hudson, Kobe Perry, Kimor Gamble, and KD McDaniel. You
1: took all K players.
0: I, th- <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I took the two, like, Kobe and Kobe, and then I took Kimor and KD. And, like, I didn't register that all of them started with K. I just thought, like, Kimor gamble and kd mcdaniel kind of sounded like similar in names and i was like oh my team's yeah, like, it's like a got room this room. kind of kind of theme going on but yeah apparently i
1: just wow yeah i just realized because i was writing out our teams as we went and then i look at the narita and just i'm just looking down here so it's like yeah it's literally just a bunch of players named k so nice yeah that's nice cool <laughs>
0: um but yeah so do you want to do uh, we can talk about this maybe after the podcast or as more transfers maybe come in but as more guys come in do you want to like pick it up where you get the next pick of whoever's coming in. I don't know. I, I really I don't, don't think anyone sure else is coming
1: anytime soon. At all?
0: Well, I, no, I'm not saying anytime soon, but I'm saying before the season. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I got But I almost don't feel like that would be fair unless we do like a, a new coin flip. Because if we just pick it up where where you come, like they just get some like massive transfer that they weren't expecting to get. And then it's like <laughs> it's it was your turn. And you're like, oh, do I pick Tyler Gravel or do I pick this like five star? Here's the thing.
1: They're at one left. We're at one leftover guy right now. Yeah. If that somehow gets up to four, we'll do another draft. Otherwise, okay. we'll just let it go. Okay. Yeah, so. that's fair. Because we didn't take all of the recruits either in our other draft. So. No. I really don't think that there's, like, some huge recruit. I mean, I think there's going to be, like, a second wave of this after spring ball. But, like, I don't know. I don't see – there's also just not like there was at the beginning of the transfer. No, there's not, like, a big – uh like need for you like there's not a spot where i'm like wow they really need well, to that's, land someone there. that's
0: why i kind of wonder like when you say there's a second wave probably going to come after the train after spring, spring game because they might get a, a gauge after spring of saying oh like this might be an area of need that we didn't think was a need before well the other thing and that might lead to it is
1: there there are very likely going to be guys on ucf's roster who are going to be looking to transfer when spring shakes out and they see where they they see where they stand you know yeah. I mean, that, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna cause that spring wave it's gonna be a bunch of guys realizing where they stand and a bunch of coaching staffs realize what they need so yeah you could be right they could get out there and be like turns out all these quarterbacks suck we need another one um i want but... to say that
0: anytime i write down the name perry in my phone it auto capitalizes to perry in all caps and i think it's because think it's, of darius. Of... it's darius perry
1: oh that wasn't what i was gonna say okay why i was gonna say because of uh, perry the platypus and Phineas. over I... <laughs> I don't think I've texted too much about Perry uh, the Platypus. So, I don't know why I that's I where my that's brain went it. on that, but yeah.
0: You know, it's funny after you thought, like when I said Darius Perry and you're like, oh, that's not what I thought. My mind immediately went to, oh, he thought I was going to say Perry the Platypus. So I'm, I was <laughs> around the same. I was around the same thing, actually.
1: What a stupid Probably, you know. 20 seconds that was.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's our podcast. I can't really be surprised. I don't uh, think anyone is. Well, you're good drafts.
1: One of us will yeah. definitely owe the other Chick-fil-A. Um That's how this is going to work. <laughs> I don't, don't know me. who.
0: I, I told you earlier, I was like, I, I don't feel like this is going to be good either way. Because like, if I owe you Chick-fil-A, the thing I'm going to do is like, I'm also going to get Chick-fil-A. Like I'm just, we're probably just going to go to Chick-fil-A we're together. Just, this just ends with yeah, Chick-fil-A and one it. person's yeah. paying.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. which I've, um, we've lost so much confidence in ourselves from last year. Cause like podcast last year we were just like throwing takes everywhere like it was nothing like oh, well, yeah, confidence.
0: that's because we had all of our takes aged so horribly so now we're both afraid <laughs> to be like let's go out and create these strong takes again well,
1: it's interesting because i think our takes were always bad like our whole lives but like <laughs> having a podcast where like there's an like it's different you know like because everyone has conversation you know like it's and i don't think we had any like crazy takes that like really went against expectations that much last year but it's just stuff no ne- it's why sports is great stuff never plays out the way you expect it to and like now that there are like hours of audio of us like breaking down why something's going to happen and just the complete opposite now I'm just like I've lost I'm like I don't know I have no yeah. idea what transfer it has been actually a nice life lesson of how little anyone knows about what's going to happen because I mean you look at some of the stuff we thought last which again a lot of our L's were because the entire team got injured and uh, for those of you who weren't listening at the time, most of our uh, predictions were based on the team not being mostly injured. Um, yeah. But uh, Eli, uh, Jordan Johnson was a pretty bad one. Um, yeah. Bryson Armstrong and me declaring that FCS players can't hang <laughs> was a pretty bad one. <laughs> That's
0: the thing is you say like now there's hours. There's stuff that like before we had this podcast where I've had horrible takes – um you've had horrible takes I said Mackenzie Milton two... was, was
1: was I I I, I said Noah Vedra was going to beat on Mackenzie Milton
0: that's the one that I was thinking of for you the one I was thinking of was I think I said it before the USF game or it was weeks before the USF game in 2017 I was like I was like yeah Quentin Flowers like he doesn't scare me as a passer and then he came in he <laughs> came into the bounce house and threw for like 500 yards but I was I like don't remember
1: you saying that but that's great yeah that's awesome which was, to be like, fair yeah, it's like, not hard to throw for 500 yards when your receivers are alone downfield yeah, I mean, that makes that's also easy. true He was a good player. Shout out, shout out,
0: Matthew Stafford. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but no, yeah, Quentin Flaw. I mean, I I was proven very long wrong very quickly in that game, and yeah, yeah, I I think we both have had our share of bad takes, and they're not going to stop anytime soon. That's the good thing for. I think we're going to nail it. Bad
1: thing for us. We're going to nail it this offseason. Well, I don't know how we can nail this because we like we conflicted. We got different players, so one of us will nail it, one will not. But I don't know. I I feel like I'm going to be more informed in my takes, um, because last year honestly like last year for everyone making takes like it was a brand new coaching staff so it was, there was yeah. a lot of like we'll see but I, I guess this is a lot of brand new players so i guess it is still we'll see it's but. funny the way this has worked out though because i look at like the four guys that you drafted
0: on, on this podcast and i'm like yeah i think your team's better but we have no idea
1: i don't i think my team has a higher like like, higher potential, and your yeah. team is, like, a more steady, like, like my team is very, like, boomer bust. like, these are, like, like Terrence Lewis is going to work out or not, JRP is going to start or not, but you have guys who, like, Kobe Hudson, Kobe, Kobe Perry, who are almost guaranteed, like, you drafted three guys who are basically guaranteed starters at this point.
0: Yeah, that, that that's, that is a better way of putting it, I think, it's like, I look at yours, and I'm, like, and I think your Ryan Sabota pick is also, I don't know, when I just look top to bottom, I'm, like, yeah, I think Terrence Lewis and JRP are both, like, a good top two. Ryan Swoboda is going to probably step in and start every game as long as he doesn't get hurt. This is actually really, play really well. And I then look Lee at Hunter. This. I look at Lee Hunter and I'm like, yeah, I think that's a guy. That's for him being your fourth pick. I think that's a guy that's a good one.
1: Yeah, but the more I look at this, I'm like, you drafted three surefire starters, and I drafted one.
0: Yeah, but but <laughs> we don't know. Like we don't know <laughs> yeah, what we'll see right now. So like, I don't think the coaches do. do. Where, yeah, exactly. So it's. We have no idea, but yeah, no, it'll be fun to follow along this year. Hope everyone will follow along with us. Draft your own teams. We'll see. Actually, you can't draft your own teams. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever said. Um How would that work? Just like, like just by yourself? Like just yeah, like- I was just by yourself, like pick four players. I'm just going to pick the top four. <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. Follow along with us. All right, Everyone
1: We're- listen to this podcast. We need you to all meet and buddy up. And do drafts. And then we'll compare. It'd be like like
0: Pegasus podcast, college football fantasy, but only with UCF players.
1: And only, no, only with UCF transfers. (laughs) Only specifically (laughs) with their transfers.
0: God, we have great ideas on this podcast. Yeah, a bunch of them always work out. Um, Jumping into the football news, a lot of stuff we've already kind of touched on, but UCF spring game will be played at noon on April 16th. Um, Got it on my calendar. There's nothing else on my calendar for April 16th. so. Can I go on a rant? Yeah, go ahead. Who
1: would have thought that the spring game would elicit a rant? Um, last yeah, did year, not. I was
0: like, I guess, like, I don't know what your rant's going to be. But you'll sure. see where
1: it's going very quickly. Last year, UCF had open practices on Saturdays for mm. three weeks leading up to the spring game. And it was like so much fun. And literally like every game, at least a couple thousand UCF fans came out and it was awesome. It was like that's type of stuff that teams don't do really. And they should be doing, because like the thing that I feel like people don't get, like, I feel like sometimes, and I'm not really calling out UCF here, I'm just calling out sports in general, like, especially college athletics, they don't take their fan bases seriously, like they don't respect them to care about certain stuff. Like, I think it, it's really cool. The idea that like diehard fans, those few thousand that are your big fans can come out there and watch the team practice. And I think that's a testament to UCF's fan base that as many people showed up as they did. It's a really cool experience. That being said, I recognize it was entirely a ruse to get recruits on campus during the NCAA dead period, and that's the only reason they did that, and it had nothing to do with fans at all. They wouldn't even publicize it. They would put it on, like, I think it was like on their Instagram story. It was the only place they would say it was happening. So I recognize it's not going to happen this year, and all I have to say to that is I think that's a dramatic mistake, and I think it's slightly offensive to your fans to not do that, UCF so well, i just i don't see the i don't see the harm in it you know I there don't is like no harm in like, it oh, and they proved that by doing it last year they proved that there's no yeah. harm in it by doing it. if they felt comfortable doing it to get recruits on campus there's no reason not to do it this year except that you don't respect your fans so yeah that's i mean you're mind. not gonna you're not gonna be like
0: oh we don't want anyone to see it. it's it's this it's spring practices and anyone who wants to see anything on you like any anyway is going to find film they're going to talk to the other coaches that have played you whatever like it's it's nothing like that it's really just probably more they don't really feel like it. And it's they probably it's, do it's I mean, the
1: thing. And it's just, it's not even that they don't feel like it. And that's kind of what I'm getting at with the like fan respect thing is it's like, and this is very much like, like I said, this isn't a UCF thing. This is a college athletics thing. It's been training this way for years. Coaches and teams are so secretive now about everything. It's like, they are guarding like nuclear codes. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's okay to give your fans something every now and then. You know, and, yeah. and it's like, there's not like, like Cincinnati isn't going to be like sending like sleeper agents into the stands and be like, Oh, look at that. JRP looked good in warmups. I just, it's, on you know, Mar- what, if you like want to do it 26, like, <laughs> cool. Terry Mahadra is all about making money, right? Charge 10 bucks. Just charge a $10 fee. You had, you had 2000 fans showing up every week last year. So you telling me you don't want to make 20,000, like easy, easy $20,000 for nothing for practicing. <laughs> you, you don't want to make $20,000 to practice. So whatever, yeah. I know they're not going to do it. Like, I'm just, I'm ranting to no one. Cause like I said, and it's funny, I'm like mad about a thing that UCF's not going to do because they did it. If they'd never done it, I wouldn't have even thought of this as an idea, yeah. but like, it was so much fun. And I, I don't see the problem with giving fans some access. I really don't. So yeah. that, that's my I mean, two cents on that. Yeah, I agree.
0: I'm not going not gonna to disagree there. <laughs> um, UCF announced some new staff members last week. Uh, Leah Cunningham was announced as the director of on-campus recruiting. Jeremiah Denson uh, as the player personnel assistant or as a player personnel assistant and Irvin Young as an assistant strength coach. Quan uh, Lee inked his first NIL deal, partnering with JS2 Cattle Company. It's not going to be his last NIL deal, I'm pretty certain. Um, Come to
1: UCF where you get NIL deals before even stepping on the field.
0: Gotta love that. Power five. Baby. And then um, the last thing, Gabriel Davis was just made himself an instant NFL legend. He's always already a UCF legend and already has had like a pretty solid start to his career over the last couple of years, especially for a guy who somehow dropped to the fourth round, but Literally, I don't. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I, I mean, we knew how good he was, but just still couldn't believe. I haven't seen a player take over a game like that, um, I guess ever, uh, especially in the playoffs. He caught eight, eight passes for two hundred and one yards and four touchdowns. Became the first player in NFL history to catch four touchdowns in a playoff game, and it just the end of that game was insane. The, the Bills lost forty-two to thirty-six in overtime to the Chiefs, but it's just. I don't know. It was, it was crazy because he had the, the two touchdowns earlier, whatever. And then he catches that one on fourth and 13 to give the Bills the lead with like a minute 15 or something like that left. I mean, not a lot of time left on he... fourth and 13. And I'm like, wow. Thir- wait, this was, was that the right one? That was his third, right? Yeah. And then no, no, no. Up, fourth and 13.
1: Was that fourth? Wasn't that his fourth? No, 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 no,
0: no. I think you're right. I think you're right. I've um, confused myself. I think. oh yeah So, yeah, it was just it was such an insane couple of minutes because he does that. Then the Chiefs go down and score like immediately. And then the Bills are down again. And he comes down and he catches his fourth touchdown to give them the lead again with 13 seconds left. Somehow the, the Bills can't hold for 13 seconds, much the way that the Bucks couldn't hold for 42 seconds. And the Chiefs get a field goal. They go into overtime, win the coin toss. NFL overtime is a, a sham. And Josh Allen and Gabe Davis don't see the field again. But anyway, what, I mean, what a, a performance.
1: The downside of this is he killed Mike Hughes on national television. Didn't want to talk about that. Killed him. Just I. I mean, that was, and it was even bad. Like I saw, like Chris Vini, who obviously covers UCF probably more than literally any national media member, was like, "Man, Gabriel Davis just smoked that, uh, that corner." That and I'm like, like oh, "Don't man. worry about who." It was. <laughs> I'm it like, matter. "Don't worry about who it was." Um, man, he I... smoked that nameless
0: corner. I can't believe it. <laughs> I think he Poor was just Matthews. some random but, guy.
1: Um, like for 2017, UCF, like. Like, just the moment where you had two guys lined up on opposite teams against each other who were both on that team. Like, that team had yeah. so much freaking talent on it. It was, ridiculous. yeah, that was and crazy. That's really
0: it? showing in the NFL now. It is. And then I went back and I said, I said it on Twitter just the fact that he somehow fell to the fourth round, I
1: which just... it's not like that's like in hindsight, like, whoa, it's like at the oh, yeah, time, at the
0: t- yeah, I thought he could have been a second round pick at the time, and then he just continued to fall and fall and fall. Because I remember it was, it was one of the days, I think you and I were going to an Orlando City game. I think so. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, right? I don't, I don't know. know. Either way. I don't know. No, it, just, it either, wasn't. You're no, thinking wasn't. that was yeah, 20, that was 2021 I'm thinking draft. of Tay Gowan, think. Yeah, you are. That was but, Tay Gowan. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, he but fell really was far and he should have been it was stupid. At the time, we knew this isn't a fourth-round talent. This is, um, he's, he should have gone much earlier, and he's proven that already in his first couple of years. They're gonna have to pay him so much money, or someone's gonna have to pay him so much money when his contract's up. But yeah, good to see, good to see him. Not so good to see Mike Hughes do what he did, but you know, it happens, it's football. It does. Mike Hughes, my Mike God. Hughes always has. I I said that to someone of my friends last night. I was like, uh, he said said something like, Oh my gosh, Gabe Davis. And I was like, Yeah, built by UCF. And I was like, cornerback also went to UCF, but let's not talk about that. And then which listen, I yes, he the, got I sent cr- the picture. I sent the picture of him leaving the USF kicker in the dust. And I was like, but he did this. So I can like never say a bad thing about Mike Hughes. So,
1: I mean, like, listen, we're, we're sort of joking around a little bit. Mike Hughes got just, you know, his just crossed up so bad. Yeah. But he was still starting in an NFL (laughs) playoff game. I mean, mean, it's, you know, it's like, so, you know, just sometimes you have to play Gabe Davis and that's not fair to anybody. So yeah.
0: Even the best defenders have plays like that. I think. Maybe not like exactly like that, but every every defender gets beat. <laughs> every defender gets beat. Doesn't matter how you get beat. I it guess. reminded me so much um, of that.
1: uh who is the Stamper? Was it uh, Paul Sanadevo? Oh yeah. The who gave just. It was like it was a similar move. It was the same where it was scored that stutter step back and then just bolts downfield yeah. and your defender's still trying to figure out where he just went. Gabe is, he, Gabe's just tough.
0: (laughs) I'm just, I'm annoyed that we won't get to see him play again next week. Um, I'm annoyed we didn't
1: get to see him play in overtime because that makes sense, but (laughs) Um,
0: this week's game of the week, which gives us a little bit of a chance to talk some UCF men's basketball. Everybody clicks off right now. Everyone's gone. Um, Bye everybody. Yeah. Good news is it looks like they're going to be on track to play at Wichita state on Wednesday, Wichita state was dealing with some COVID issues, but my game of the week for UCF in general is UCF men's basketball hosting number 10 Houston on Saturday, 8 PM tip off, um, depending on what UCF does on Wednesday. Right right now, the record is 12 and five, four and three in the AAC. Hopefully that's 13 and five and five and three going into Saturday, but Houston's 17 and two, six and zero in the AAC. This is your shot. I mean, especially it being at home, you're going to have to go play at Houston in in a couple weeks, but this is your shot. Get a huge resume boosting
1: win. Hopefully the fans show up. Hopefully Let me get UCF ahead of something. Has, what? Let me get ahead of something on this. You yeah. guys probably gonna lose that game. Right. It's insane. I mean, they. I, just, I was texting you. I watched them play East Carolina night when I got back from the UCF Tulane game. It was ridiculous. They beat them like 40 up. something. They were at, at the one point, losses, they were up like 25 to two. And I'm just like, oh my God.
0: There are two losses. I think one of them was by one point to Alabama. Uh, I'm missing, I'm messing this up. Anyway, they had a one point loss and a two point loss. And the team is just insane. Like, And this said, is they're... all
1: to say, because I can already tell when UCF loses by like 20, fans are going to be like, there they go, C. C, fired out It's like, this is, again, where you guys don't understand. That. This isn't football. UCF is not in the same hemisphere as the dominant teams in this conference. That's not a Dawkins thing. That's a resources thing. And if they beat Houston, that's huge. If they keep it close, it's huge. But even if, if they lose a close one, that's a big accomplishment. If you guys come on Twitter and are bitching about that, like I, that, just, again, more evidence that you have no idea what you're talking about. So keep it yeah. up, guys. I'm appreciating it.
0: To follow that up, it was a two-point loss to um, Wisconsin at home and a one-point loss at Alabama. And they have a they had a win. Oregon was number twenty three at the time they played them, and they beat them seventy eight to forty nine. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, like we said, I think you and I have talked about this off the podcast. But like the way things have gone so far this year, they've had some tough losses. They've had some good wins. I'm not upset with an NIT appearance. Just make the NIT. I'm not even going to say
1: that because people are going to go ballistic on Twitter.
0: But I don't care. I, you know, I, I just if you tweet at me about that, I just probably won't reply to you because I just don't feel like it. Um. But yeah, I mean make the NIT at this point. And if, if you can get a win over Houston and then you play out the rest of your schedule and, you know, put up a, a decent enough record, you've got enough wins to make a case for the, for the NCAA tournament.
1: If they beat so, Houston, they'll be in the picture in the next bracket. Yeah.
0: Trilogy. And I they're mean, still not even out that. of the picture right now. No, I mean like they'll be
1: in the bracket oh, like yeah. right now, their next four out, I think, which is still yeah. like right on the bubble. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the
0: am thing. This is, this is their chance to to really get that um that big win that they need. And of course, you know, people are going to go crazy either way. Um, But anyway, speaking of which, I wonder if if there's going
1: to have any correlation. I'll go to your tweet of the week. It's not this week. uh, No, no, but let's go into tweet of the week. We had a, it was going to be, it was going to be, but Cincinnati fans came in clutch, unlike their football team. And on Twitter today, I so last night I just I was tweeting through it with the Gabe Davis stuff like I was just I was losing my mind and tweeting so many things at yeah. like, one point I tweeted in all caps Davis is the best wide receiver in NFL history um <laughs> not a serious tweet I was just right, really excited obviously. like I, obviously no there were people in their replies who were like hold on a minute and I'm like guys like come on I'm just having fun but anyway people uh at TD Bearcat who if you can't guess from his name is a Bearcats fan who's tweeted me before, I think Uh, he replies to that tweet and says sauce launched his career on that guy. Dot, 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 dot. So first off, no, (laughs) like that's just a sauce Gardner, like wasn't even a starter then at that point in Cincinnati. And second, I looked it up and I quote tweeted the guy, Gabe had 13 catches for 170 yards in that game.
0: Yeah. He just didn't score a touchdown. I saw, I saw some, Oh, cause sauce sauce tweeted about um, Gabe Davis. And saying something like wow can't believe like i just realized that i was covering number 13 my freshman year and like a bunch of cincinnati fans were like yeah you, you shut him down someone was like well he had 100 what did you how many yards did you say he had 100
1: 170 yards on 13 catches.
0: 170 yards on 13 catches and they were like hey you kept him out of the end zone though and it's like yeah okay. congrats but, like, i mean yeah. I, don't, I don't think like there was nothing like sauce didn't mean anything by like oh like i shut him down or anything it was just like wow i feel like he's going off in the nfl like i saw him as a freshman and all these cincinnati fans are like just being Cincinnati fans
1: so we have tweet of the week part two as well because oh, that good. guy then replied to me when he said sauce launched his career on that guy and I said 170 yards but okay and he replies and says well let's see sauce played about one third of that game as a second stringer uh, uh, then how did then, then how launch- did he launch his career that what are you talking about I, I just
0: I, oh my I, gosh I hate social media a lot I don't even know I what spend to spend a lot of time on like it. you I can't just, you can't say anything to that I just don't I don't know I'm surprised how do you even come back how does he come back with anything and how does he come back with that being the
1: thing that he replies with I also Speaking had how- what I felt like was a top tier burn on that guy because he kept replying at me, and like no one liked it and that made me sad yeah. because then he just kept going about he asked me if I'm that dumb Christian and then he said <laughs> like, that, yes I am actually <laughs> and then he said the rest is history no touchdowns allowed in his career and I replied "And no near six wins either and no one liked that. And I thought that was like a top tier reply. And I thought that was a I didn't see it. Up. What time was that? I was probably dead asleep. It was like a couple hours ago.
0: You texted me about the um the them saying sending out the Gabe Davis um like things to recruits. And you're like, wow, they got that out to recruits fast. And I thought like when I woke up this morning and saw it, and I was like, Did he send me that like two AM? and it was like eleven fifty-five. Apparently I went to sleep <laughs> earlier than midnight last night. But yeah. Right. Um on my contribution for Tweet of the Week this week, I don't remember, I don't have the exact tweet pulled up, but it was just the, the back and forth going on with UCF men's basketball. Um, and I don't really feel like saying the person's Twitter handle. You know who it is. I think everybody else knows who it is if they just go into my Twitter. But they're talking about how Dawkins never makes adjustments, all this stuff, makes his schemes and adjustments are terrible. And finally, I had enough. And I was like, fine, I'll just jump in here and say that like, because I, I see this and that wasn't just from this fan i see this all the time and it's like dawkins doesn't make adjustments he doesn't do this this and this and i was like i always see this broad like they just paint these broad strokes and i'm like what do you actually like specifically what do you want to see johnny dawkins do that was on saturday it Is monday at 6:30 p.m and i have not gotten an answer
1: so and i'm anxiously fun. awaiting an answer do you know how bad it has to be for <laughs> bailey to actually tweet at you guys like do you know how bad it has to be Usually he just yeah, sends me. About last tweet.
0: week, I just send you what I'm what's in going
1: through my mind. You're like, I'm just going to tweet that. I'm like, and Bailey ahead, was it. like, I'm waiting in. This is too much. And you weren't even yeah. mean you were just like straight up. Like you say, you want to make adjustments. I'm, I'd really like to know what adjustments <laughs> you think he should be making. Because that's just a word people throw around, especially with basketball. Like people are, you know, I people tweet at me football analogies for the basketball team yeah. over the last couple of days. Like, well, someone replied to me and they're like, it's just like Charlie strong at USF when they started seven. <laughs> what? Exactly the same. Like what I just got keep it up guys keep not knowing me
0: shout about. out to James Reed though for he replied to me after that and said um, basically people were complaining about the offense and UCS offense on Saturday against Tulane actually like he like James pointed out, they were making the extra pass they were finding open shots, and he also said that Dawkins pulled I didn't get to watch the game but he said Dawkins pulled Darius Perry late in the game because Perry was struggling. He said, there you go. There's an adjustment. Struggling player. He took him out.
1: Like that's, that's literally what, what you guys When someone to says do. he needs to adjust when your team is down by 13 and then they win, you know how that happens? Like they don't just keep saying, well, yeah. let's keep doing what we're doing. Oh, no. Like, he just got lucky because someone got hot. That's just, he just relies on that. That's, that's basketball. Which that wasn't even what happened this game. They just, I know. But just, no, I know it's stupid. But anyway, once again, unreal. UCF fans, you guys continue to think men's basketball is football and it's getting old. Stop it. Once again, Cincinnati fans are showing off their IQ to the 12 of you who are listening to this since I'm pretty sure you all left when Bailey said game of the week is basketball basketball. um pass this message along to your friends if they do not uh (laughs) if they do not think that men's basketball and Dawkins are in a good place so yeah yeah sorry they're not everyone's gone everyone's gone yeah
0: (laughs) that's okay for those of you that are still with us I want to thank you guys for sticking with us and thank you guys for listening we'll be back next week with episode 58 who knows what we'll talk about next week um but until then you can find us on Twitter at Bailey J Adams 22 at by CA Simmons and at night sports. Now, once again, thank you guys so much for being with us and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye everybody.